Welcome to the Labor Force Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Strukin, proud member of New York State United Teachers, celebrating 50 years this year. On today's show, a recent piece in the Washington Post headline, How You Feel About Your Job Affects How Well You Parent Your Kids. Developmental psychologist Maureen Perry Jenkins and her colleagues found that a job that offers autonomy and support for a parent in a child's first year of life is linked to better cognitive and social outcomes and mental health for that child six years down the road. But according to the Center for American Progress, today in the United States, workers are not guaranteed a single paid day off by federal law, and many aren't even entitled to unpaid time. So as usual, we're down to the states for any such policy. Eleven, as of January, have passed paid family and medical leave laws. New Hampshire has enacted a voluntary law that provides paid leave only to private sector employers or employees who opt in by purchasing coverage with guaranteed coverage for state employees. Vermont's governor has taken a similar approach, slicing and dicing with strings attached to preserve the bottom line. Perry Jenkins' team followed 370 families who were having their first child, from pregnancy through the child's first grade of school. All the participants were low-wage workers in jobs that are usually considered less desirable than white-collar positions, such as nursing aides, food service workers, beauticians, truck drivers, laborers, and maintenance workers. Mothers and fathers who had a sense of control and efficacy at work during the first year of their child's life were more responsive and supportive parents and they had children with better social skills and fewer behavioral problems. Workers who lacked the sense of autonomy at work were overreactive or withdrawn parents, and their children lacked social skills and had more behavior problems. All the parents clearly loved their children, Perry Jenkins said, but that didn't translate into good parenting. That didn't translate into good mental health. It just meant, I love this kid, but there's these other things I can't access to be able to take care of this child because life's too hard. In short, these workers need a union. They need union benefits. As the Economic Policy Institute relates, more than 9 in 10 workers covered by a union contract, 95%, have access to employer-sponsored health benefits, compared with just 69% of non-union workers. Union employers contribute more to their employees' health care benefits. Union workers also have greater access to paid sick days, more than 9 in 10 workers, 92%, covered by a union contract have access to paid sick days, compared with 77% of non-union workers. Further, high unionization rates are consistently associated with a much broader set of positive spillover effects across multiple dimensions. These include higher state and local minimum wages, better health benefits, easier access to unemployment insurance, access to paid sick leave, access to paid family and medical leave. Remember that carve-out in New Hampshire, state employees, who are likely to be unionized. Indeed, the researchers found that companies can take relatively small steps to improve the experience of their workers. For example, Perry Jenkins said, rather than forbidding workers to leave the factory or warehouse floor in the mid-afternoon, companies should let them check in with their children after school. These adjustments are easy to find if bosses would just ask workers what they need. Most of them could come up with a way to do the job better and a way to make the day better, she said. Once parents know what their kids need, 
they can experiment with different ways of integrating job and family. For example, an employee might suggest that they try leaving early a couple of afternoons a week to take care of matters outside the office, which would allow them to perform their job better. After a few weeks, the employee and boss would decide how the experiment was going. Perry Jenkins thinks businesses have a corporate responsibility to provide workers with more positive experiences. We're the richest country in the world, and yet our data on positive child outcomes is consistently declining compared to other nations, she said. Perhaps our approach to supporting new working parents during the sensitive first year of child development could change that trajectory in the positive direction, especially when it comes to the first child and how work integrates. When my first was born, I've been teaching for nearly 20 years, rarely taking sick days or time off in general. I had no idea what leave I was permitted to take or what to do. So my local, in conjunction with the district, came up with an HR FAQ document to address such questions. Things to do when your spouse is expecting a baby. Paternity leave. You will need to provide a note to the district office from the doctor with an estimated due date. Write to the assistant superintendent for personnel addressing the approximate due date and how much time you believe you'll need off. You may make recommendations about a preferred long-term substitute to your principal. They'll contact the district office to make the appropriate arrangements. Remember, you'll receive Family Medical Leave Act notification automatically. You do not have to complete the paperwork unless you are planning on taking extended leave without pay. Please reach out to your union president or vice president if you have questions regarding this. Family Medical Leave Act. If your spouse is also an employee with the district, the total FMLA time is 12 weeks, i.e. your spouse may need six weeks off for a vaginal birth, you would be entitled to six weeks of FMLA. Your spouse may need eight weeks off of work for a cesarean section, you'd be entitled to four weeks FMLA. In the end, I took two weeks paid leave thanks to New York's Paid Family Leave Act, enacted in 2016. The Washington Post continues with parenting coach and clinical social worker Mercedes Samudio, who says, I don't agree with, once you know better, you do better. I agree with, once you know better, you can make better choices. You can be better aware. You can even choose to add more support to your life. Most parents can't quit their jobs, and they certainly can't quit parenting but they can consider which aspects of their jobs and parenting are especially stressful and look for ways to gain support, Samudio says. In my case, I've sought therapy for the past six months for anger management. Work for me is a controlled environment. I know down to the minute when I have breaks with no students in the room, and this rarely changes. Occasionally, I'll be pulled to a meeting during these times, but that's the exception. Teaching can be stressful, but after 20 years and some of the situations I've had, I largely know what to expect and can keep perspective. My students are juniors and seniors who usually know how to act. Altogether, I don't bring the work itself and all of its attendant issues home. At home is a different story. I have two children, ages four and two. We also recently had a very jumpy, energetic puppy. Coming home to this environment would get my hackles up and suddenly the controls were off, and my tone of voice would rise, sometimes more than would be considered appropriate, and that's being generous. Today, I'm on meds for anxiety and mood. They're helping, but not without effort on my part, day to day, situation to situation, and not without learning. Therapy has taught me that anger is a way of trying to fulfill an unmet need. For me, trying to regain control or stop a behavior, 
I can't imagine having no control at work and coming home to even less. And not without compromise. Last weekend, we found the puppy a new home. Now I can get ready for work much more calmly. The piece ends with an eye to the future. Millennials especially have been exploring these issues, says psychologist Stu Friedman. They want a different kind of world, and they're working to create it. Academics speak for union yes. In the words of Starbucks Workers United, we believe that the best way to truly inspire and nourish the human spirit is to organize for greater justice, greater equality, and a greater vision of what life can be for Starbucks workers across the United States and for workers in the coffee and restaurant industry. Touche for all workers and their children. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can find Labor Force on Spotify for podcasters and select a level, starting at just a dollar a month. Also, please share, rate, and review to help others find the show. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care and stay union strong.